Darwin Quintero. Good overlap. The idea is pretty good. It goes to Ferreira. Oh! the Houston Dynamo take the lead at 32 Sebastian Ferreira being able to give them the advantage that we get the Dynamo Houston Dynamo Houston Dynamo Houston Dynamo boys acting like they're ready for that orange crush try us if you want to wheelie in the dust the men in orange baby got orange on my pack beat them once now it's time for us to prank it back long as I got my fan club y'all can't hold in the Texan army, we MLS champ. So haters back back. Another game on the field. My team gon' blast. I know we're upset about yesterday. As you're walking in, I'm inviting you to speak. This is more fun when we hear from you. Uh, we thank y'all for joining OSG and I through Somos 713 Twitter space to talk about yesterday's game against South Oklahoma. Uh, my name is Germán Benitez, and I'm here with my co-host, OSG, old soccer guy. What up, yeah, what up? Uh, it's it's fun for us to host these spaces, and we look forward to interacting with y'all. And you can catch us on the Dynalytics podcast. But that being said, let's get started, man. Episode 12. This is awesome. OSG, tell me about yesterday, bro. Oh, man, a doubleheader up in FC Frisco or FC South Oklahoma. So uh, high expectations. We didn't know what we were going to get being on a road game again. And But, you know, the the supporters traveled, the, the team traveled, great effort. You know, Dynamo came up a little bit on the the wrong end of the tail for that, for that game. But, man... The boys are looking good, though. They're looking good, but we'll get into detail about the game here shortly. But yeah, man, the but to the supporters group, man, there was a lot. There was I couldn't tell you how many people was there, but they they they, they held it down. They played the played the the instruments the entire game. It was it was fun, man. It was fun. It was, and yeah, we can't start off the space without acknowledging the traveling fans. Um, I thought the team did well when they were coming out of the locker room to line up. They they saluted the fans. Um, Pat Onstad tweeted this morning um, a thank you to the fans, and I'll post that here in a little bit on the on the space so y'all can see it. I like um, that picture. How he took that picture, I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, the the fans that made the trip, I know um, El Batallon was there. I know Search was there uh very organized uh it, it's it's beautiful when you can organize a, a large group of people because together we sound louder right so i watched the game through univision and um as soon as the game started you can hear the chants that we hear through pnc stadium right you can hear the dale 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 dynamo as soon as the game started and the at the like the first 15 minutes of the broadcast the announcers uh acknowledge the traveling fans as well so big shout out uh, i'm glad everybody got home safe but very very cool to see the the traveling supporting section being full and full of energy man they held it down the whole time too i mean just the chant after chant after chant and 
I looked. I kept looking over to the Dallas one just to see what the heck they were doing, just you know, just for the fun of it. And they didn't look like they were full section, and they weren't playing the entire time. I looked over and they were bored at one point. I know they were they were still losing at that point, but I don't know. It just was a different vibe, and I, I was glad I was in the the orange section. And was, uh, but FC Dallas fans, I think they had fifteen thousand was their final number. I don't know why they wouldn't sell that freaking game out. Uh, uh, they definitely dragged in a little bit late, so they didn't fill the stadium up until the first 15, 20 minutes. But there's still a bunch of open seats. But, you know, props to the supporters, man. Props to the supporters from the Houston side, of course. Yeah, because I was going to ask, for someone who went to the stadium, like, in the beginning, it looked like no one was there, man. But as the game started, people started trickling in. I know my dumb ass at, at right at kickoff. I was on my, my Instagram stories saying, "What's well, kickoff? Where are these guys? Where are they, where are they at? Where are they at?" <laughs> but yeah, they did kind of show up a little bit, and it did it did they did fill up their stadium for the most part. Uh, uh, I don't know what the heck that we were supposed to look for. I didn't see anything that was down on the stage end. That so I I don't know what the heck that that was. I didn't we didn't notice the teeth. They had a little tifo, I think, but. I don't know what the heck we were looking for. Nothing surprised me for SC Dallas. The TIFO, the logo balloon, and Superman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but yeah, man. All right, let's uh, uh, let's hop on into the game, man. So I, 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 before we get started, this is my feelings uh, on on the Dynamo, and everybody's gonna hate me, but. This is my personal opinion. We, as diehards of the Dynamo, we are so eager to get to the old days where we were a contender. And yes, having a new owner that's putting blood, new blood, new energy, new money into the team is nice and encouraging. Uh, breaking transfers fees is nice, but this is going to take more than a season, you know? In my opinion, um, the league has grown far more than when we were champs. So there's a lot more competition and a lot more money being spent. So it's not going to be easy to get where we want to be. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the games that we won, and it's encouraging that we won because it, it had been forever since we tasted that the, the, the victory um, have been against lesser opponents, you know. Um, and the defenses and our defense wasn't challenged as much until recently. Right. So the way I saw the FC Dallas game was, and I know FC Dallas sucked last year too, but they also reinvested the money they got from Pepe and they signed, uh, good players in the off season that, that started meshing well with their, uh, with their youth Academy products. Cause that's what they, that's what they throw out there. The way I saw the FC Dallas game was more of a test like to a measuring test to see where we're at were those games a little bit of a fluke or weak opponents or hey can we can we get excited you know um and i i think overall um i'm more of a process versus results type of guy and it's and it's hard for us fans to think that way because we only care about the results but in a way, I saw good things, and we also saw bad things, right? But the good things is that, dude, we were, to me, 
the, uh, and we'll touch on it. To me, the memo free kick, that was a goal. Like, I don't care what fancy computer you run. You look at the replay or live, you can tell that that ball bounced in and then out, you know. Um, so, to me, we were up 2-0, playing good. It's when the, the subs came in that showed our weakness, which is the depth. And that's that's going to bite us in the ass because um, I was happy with the 1-1 draw, truthfully, before the game started. Obviously, as the game went on, I was hoping we we, we, we muscled out the, the three points. But uh, farther along than the L, I'm more worried about Quintero's health and Vera's health because – the reason we've been doing good recently is our midfield has held it down. That Coco, Darwin, Vera has been magic. And I don't care if he's 34. Darwin is our number 10. And our attack lives or dies based on Darwin. So be it. But if but if he's down, I, I'm starting to get concerned. That That's where I'm at. Good, good and bad. And we'll, we'll touch on it later on. And uh, go go ahead, OSG. And then Kenny, Kenny has the mic. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Welcome. Feel free to chime in anytime. Yeah, your 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 quick point to that that freaking goal. I guess if we want to just go ahead and hash that one out, or the no goal call, the one the ball the bounce on the line, that just happened to be right in line with the support with us sitting on that end. So we we got a good view of it, and I I can I can tell you a lot of people would say that ball was in that ball was in but for some reason we don't do goal line technology and var didn't get a good enough look at it to be able to overturn it or whatever so it's um it's a joke so they, they need to get us the goal line technology you just need to do everything right i don't know why we have to wait so long and do everything in step let's just do the game right play the game and get it right you know but whatever yeah i agree I- this is what I critique, you know. Um, okay, maybe you don't have goal line technology. Go look at it in bar, you know. Use the tools at your disposal, you know. That goes play, you know. That that's what. Use the tools that make the right call. Yeah, I mean they should definitely. It's and it it, it makes sense to put a freaking video on that line. You can afford it. Put the damn thing there. Just use it, even if it works against against teams they're like that's not a goal but it is you know it is it is you give it you give it just like the red cards if they're red cards they're red cards you, you just give them you deal with them and you suck it up buttercup but yeah all right Kenny, what's up bro what you got hey y'all uh can y'all hear me Same yes board. sir all right cool um yeah first time calling in uh like I'll show so far. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun day yesterday. I, I went up with the supporters. Um, I was in the section. Um, it, it was really nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good to be able to like, celebrate taking a lead in Dallas. That's the first time. In a, well, who scored first last year? Was it was it us or Dallas? Because it, it felt like it a while before we we took the lead in Dallas. Um, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, and and kind of what OSG was saying, it, it seems ridiculous we don't have goal line technology in MLS right now. Especially, I think I saw like a story a while back where they said they're gonna build like this VAR center. 
like, um, yeah, I don't know if anyone follows the NBA, but whenever they do like replay reviews of the NBA, yeah, they send it to this facility in Secaucus where they look over the angles. So it, it just seems ridiculous to me that like MLS is going to do that, but not put, you know, Hawkeye or whatever it's called in every stadium. It just seems, I don't know. Like you, you're like just do all the steps. Don't do this like one at a time thing. Um, and the only the two, yeah, two things I, I kind of notice on the field, um, you know, with the team. It, to me, it seems like, and I've, I think I've heard this in previous games, but it stood out to me today that it seems like Sebastian Ferreira. He scored a great goal, by the way. I don't want to take anything away from him on that, but it seems like he tracks back into the midfield too much. And I don't know if that's, you know, they're telling him to do that, you know, as part of the strategy or if it's just the way he plays. But, yeah, I think he needs to kind of focus less on that sort of aspect of the game. He just needs to, you know, have the one focus, you know, going forward and, and things like that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not a coach. I can't say for sure, you know, what the, you know, overall benefits of it like that. I just, I just don't think he should really come back too deep in, you know, our half of the field when we have the ball. But, and the other thing, okay. I don't know if this is just me or does it seem like Tyler Pasher is a bit less effective this year? Or was it a matter of last year we didn't play Quintero so much so that whatever Pasher did well, you know, it looked it looked a lot better since, you know, we didn't have any many creative players like Quintero on the field. Um, that's just something I wanted to ask. I don't it may just be me, I just wanted to get some other people's opinions on that. Oh no, I'll give you a I good have- yeah, go ahead, Herman. You hit it up. Yeah. I'm, thank you for, for being in the supporters section, Kenny, and I'm glad you made it home safe, and y'all did an awesome job yesterday, and I followed the search on Twitter, and it looks like a family environment, and, and that's that's what it is about, in my opinion. You know, the game brings us together, and, and it's beautiful to see. Um, on the points you made, um, I, I was wondering if someone else noticed that. I think it was like in the all right. But basically what I was saying is I'm glad Kenny brought it up because I was wondering if anybody else would catch that. Like in the in the first half or so, you could see Sebas like I thought he was playing left mid for a second. I couldn't see him in the in the middle of the pitch, you know? He was back on the left side defending. And I think that is uh what the team tells him to do, but still you don't want to see your number nine um back there defending the like a good chunk of the time I, when we had the ball it was like we're Sebas well he's coming back from defending I'm like oh my god but I, I I say I feel that's from the team because we touched on it before like they want everybody defending like two lines of four come back to defend when the other team has the ball in their own half but yeah Sebas uh, like we talked about here um, great finisher you just need to get him the ball in the box, and and yesterday he showed you what he can do. Uh, man, I, I I stood up and screamed at the TV. Man, I was so pumped to be honest. 
um, because it was a it was a game of momentum yesterday. Like we had it, then they had it for a little bit, then we had it, and then sadly, like the last twenty minutes, I felt it was all them. We were like trying to defend for our lives. But I'm trying to remember what other second point you brought up, Kenny. Um, I, I remember you said you went to the game, and thank you so much for for doing that and supporting the team. Um, and the Sevas goal and the Sevas missing or like positioning wise, I'm trying to think what else you brought up. Well, so yeah. yeah, his other point was oh there he is. His other point was Pasher. Oh, yeah, that, yes, um, yes. Kind of about Pasher, whether he, um, I, I guess about is he as good as we thought he was last year, or was last year kind of due to due to not. Um, you know, having Quintero, you know, playing as much, and we don't, we had a lack of, you know, creative players, so he stood out a lot more. And I don't want to be too critical of the guy. You know, I, I like him. I like his work effort. Um, you know, on the field. So I was just curious if maybe that's something, you know, and anyone else might have picked up on as well. Oh no, for sure. I, and, and and there's a there's a difference between just trying to go at players but we do it we try to do it in a respectful manner right um so i i agree wholeheartedly we would we would your take on pasture or, i mean it, it could be pasture it could be bare like our right wing is a serious problem um i know they brought in tiaguinho but to me tiaguinho is not first quality first team quality in my opinion um i might be panicking a little bit but the reason i'm panicking is because I, I, this game, last game, and I think against Portland too. At the Portland, I may be wrong, but I know the last two games, Pasher has had a wide open net or a clear goal scoring opportunity. And okay, it's cool if you put it on target and the goalie got to it, but you didn't even put it on target, man. So we can't be wasting those chances um, because it, it was. I think it was at the beginning of the game. It was uh, someone threw ball to Fafa. Fafa put it in the middle of the box at the penalty spot. And I, I want to say it was Pasher. I could be wrong. It was Pasher who was right in front of goal and just missed it, man. And and you can't be wasting those opportunities if you're playing up top. So I agree with you on on, on Pasher. That's that's a, uh, a, a, a a position of concern for sure. Um, uh, I just got two follow-ups to what you said. Um, I agree about uh, uh uh, Tiago, he's he's definitely a future project. Um, I think they only have him on a one-year uh, loan deal right now. So I mean, if if he doesn't work out with like D two, they can yeah they can move on from him pretty easily. Um, I think that um, I think that miss you're talking about. I think that was actually uh, Ferreira. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I I thought in when I saw it happen on the field, it was Ferreira, but. Um, yeah, it was it was from you know the other side of the field from where we were sitting. So, yeah, it was uh, definitely it was Pasher that missed it, and it was from inside the goal box, so less than okay. six yards, less than six yards away too. So, yeah. Okay, my my mistake then. Nah, you're good. Uh, I, I just ask like a lot of people would be like, oh, he missed that goal, and, and rightfully so, but just put it on target, make the keeper save it, right? That that's my philosophy, because Seva's goal. Same thing, bro. Like, it wasn't, like, a beautiful shot. He just put it on target, and the goalkeeper couldn't get to it, you know? So that, that that's my philosophy. 
And uh, for for those um, just joining us, I, I I I to me as a fan, this matters a lot to me. But uh, Somos put the tweet that I was referring to at, at the original space where Pat Onstad was thanking the fans for for the support and that we'll get this to, through together where we want to be. So I think that was pretty cool by Pat. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great picture too. Great picture. I yeah. love that picture. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take it over, and then we got two more speakers. Awesome. Welcome. You know, the second thing on, on Pasher, uh, a lot of people that have, since he's been getting some uh, playing time, they at first were like, hey, we want to see Pasher, we want to see Pasher, but we like him as a super sub. And when he comes on and plays a full time, going by recent history, he doesn't look well as a 90-minute winger. He looks well as a as a, a sub off the bench winger for some reason. So now that's a another bash on Pash is can he play the full 90 and perform well for us? And I don't think we used the wings that well yesterday either to give them the opportunities besides the the great opportunity he had to finish that ball. But yeah, and Padilla. I think he has to because, uh, speaking on the way he plays, I think he has to come back and, and play back into the midfield because uh, I, I spoke on this last week. Cantero is hogging up a lot of his space, and it's like we're playing a basically a four four two and or a four four one one. But Cantero plays so friggin' high sometimes that I bet. Sebastian feels like he has to move and get out of of the area just to try to find the ball and look for the ball into space. And uh, we're still trying to force the ball into the box to get it to Sebastian, but we're not looking for him. So they need to specifically start looking for him and just try to get him the ball instead of just putting the ball in the box. And let's go more detailed crossing there by a couple points to follow up on, on Kenny's. Okay, uh, so I got the, the order that I saw was Marlon, then Brent, and then Rashawn. So go ahead, Marlon. We'll let you post your opinion. OSG and I will sound off on what you say, and then we'll go on that order I just mentioned. Hey, how's it going, guys? So uh, I'm kind of glad that we, <laughs> we're having space today because yesterday, uh, like I was telling Herman, uh, uh, our heads were hot, and uh, I want to say so much that I was so pissed off with with the goal that was taken away, and also the way our defense just fell apart. The, the subs fell apart in the end, and you know the the fact that we're playing away. I think maybe we didn't believe it at the end that we were winning, so it caught up with us. So uh, I was very disappointed, but I was very happy how the fans showed up man and i know herman mentioned this uh you guys that traveled yesterday you guys did an awesome job i mean you could tell the team uh was they felt the the energy and they played hard the first half i mean one zero and uh we were doing good after the injury uh to uh uh, uh, Quintero, I, I think that took us <coughs> the air out of the offense, and it seemed like we could never recover after that. And 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 I think that the subs came to try to keep the one zero going, but it got it got too much uh, for them. And at the end, I guess you know, being at home, 
the home team usually has the little extra motivation at the end that sometimes the away team loses at the end. So, but I'm proud of how the team performed overall. I mean, it wasn't perfect, uh, but like Herman said, it's a process, and we're not gonna get to be uh, like all six in one day, in one season. It's gonna take a while. So, I, I'm gonna be patient, and 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 like we all should. Uh, the other thing is, man, it's been 11, uh, 2011 was the last time we beat Dallas at their house. So, uh, man, it's, it's a long, it's a long time. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully next season, uh, when we go back over there, we take care of business. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think it was, uh, you know, it was up and down and, but I'm proud of the kids, uh, the boys and proud of the fans that went over there and took care of business. And one more thing on, you guys mentioned Pasher. Uh, I think there's a saying that uh, about players that are on the bench. They're, they're sexy until they have to get on the pitch. Uh, I think Pasher, with the injury last season, he came back, but it, it seemed like I don't know if it's a mental part that he's still trying to get over it or or physically. But yeah, it's not it's not as fast as he was, and not as creative. Uh, I remember we used to see him down the line run and you know, faking people in and out and just making something out of place. This season, he seemed to be really tame and, and he's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but, uh, but we're going to give him time. And I mean, he is a better option than bear on the right side. So for now, I guess we're just going to have to wait. Thanks guys. A lot to digest there. OSG, you want to start it off? <laughs> Thanks. my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks again, bro. Uh, thanks for jumping on and giving your opinion. And everybody else, please do that as well. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. It's Even though we, we lost, and to on, on the on the two goals that we gave up, the 87th minute and the 93rd minute, y'all, by the way, the, they were playing defense so well. They were uh, – you could see Coco was getting tired, and that and it really shows later on the second goal. But, but as a team, they were still playing well. They were still doing their job. You know, the two goals. Well, I'll I'll just go through. Uh, we we we're going to congest the middle, so we're going to get the ball out wide. Well, they got the ball out wide, and they get a, They got a quick cross in, but uh, I, I guess Steve Clark wasn't anticipating the cross to come closer to him. So he late reaction and he kind of reached out. Well, he just parried it right into the the Dallas the Dallas forward who ended up finishing onto the the ball onto the the net and the defender was there. So that's some, that one's kind of on on uh, Clark there. So he should have made that save. And then the the last one, man, the corner kick on the 93rd minute. If you go back and watch the replay, which sure I'm sure some of y'all have, and it's not Dorsey that's on the back post. He's got his man marked. Coco just sat there. He just watched it. He just let his player go by, and there's the back post finish. And then Coco realized it once it happened, and I'm pretty sure he's mad at himself, mad that and mad that that loss just happened. But as a team, yes, man, we're we're looking well. We're, uh, like Herman uh, likes to say, we're very optimistic, and uh, the future is there. We, we do look better on the road, even though it kind of looked the same as it did last year, where we could play well, but in losing. But this was a different, this is a different vibe, man. I'm, I'm liking what we're seeing. So let's continue moving forward and keep having the pluses because we got a lot of road games coming up here pretty soon. 
the the first goal was how is she the second one i critique more the i wish papa would have cleared that instead of like trying you know i know he was trying to do his best but just get it out of bounds man you know don't put it back in in the middle of the of the box uh but the second the first one i don't remember how how'd they score that yeah, that was the the cross that came in from the left side, and it, it was a it was a cross from inside the box. So it wasn't far away, and he he just he drilled a, a a low lining cross towards I think it was whoever scored the goal, Hara or whoever the hell it was, and it and it just uh, it just lined towards Steve Clark, but also towards the player. So it was kind of in that that void zone where Steve Clark. I, he couldn't make a decision if he's supposed to stand his ground or and then when he reached out it was a little bit too late and uh hit a weak touch and he touched it right into the dallas oncoming player who slid into steve clark as he was going into the goal and that's how they scored that one-to-one goal with three minutes left in regulation before i forget steve clark holy crap i know we lost but what a what a performance yesterday man hell of a game as always, Steve Clark, he's not looking 35 right now, man. I'm, um, we questioned when we picked him up. It's like, hey, you know, we got a, you know, a, a good keeper, but he's, you know, what's he doing coming here? He's 35, and, you know, he's he still got it. He still brings it, and I think he's he's feeling younger than he than he really is, and he's making all kinds of saves, even balls that that, like they hit, they had a header that hit the post. Uh, Steve Clark was up in the air, reached out, extended, and if that ball wasn't on the post, he might have made the save. But that, he's, that man's everywhere, so hard to hard to give him a mistake when he plays so well during the game. And so, but you're right, Steve Clark's a beast, man. Thanks again, Marlon, for for your take, man. Uh, I know you're a big fan. Thank you for the support. All right, Brent Meyer, what you got for us, baby? Welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to – I want to piggyback off of a couple points that you guys made. I guess I'll start off with uh, Steve Clark because, I mean, the dude played, like, an amazing game. Dude killed it. But, um, I mean, you know, after 86 minutes of just, you know, saving our saving our asses there, it's like you can only rely on the guy so much. You know what I mean? Uh, guy played a good game, but in my opinion, the, the, the two goals that we've given up, we I think everyone can agree that, I mean, we shouldn't. Nobody wants to give those goals up, right? But the two guys that scored, the the second guy, uh, I think it was the first goal he had scored in, in a few years now. And uh, the second guy, I think it was his first MLS goal, and it was their two substitutes, actually. Like, both were guys that came on as substitutions on the field. So the, the first team, the guys they started out with, I mean, we could have held out for that game. And so, um, yeah, definitely. I, I Coco was definitely gassed by the end of the game. Hello, Brent. Yeah, I think we, think we lost you, Brent. But yeah, man, Coco, he, he on that. While we while we let Brent reconnect, uh, oh, there he is. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was I was uh, I think I was saying, 
uh, I don't know where, where did I cut off? Coco looked gassed. Yeah, Coco was gassed, and you could definitely tell he uh, felt bad about conceding that goal, uh, and you could definitely see that. But I mean, going to uh, the wingers so far this season, uh, for me, I kind of have a different viewpoint because of uh, uh, this is my first real season back as a Dynamo fan. I kind of watched them when I was younger, but I never really uh, was, I guess, a dedicated fan. So this is my first year being a dedicated fan and the Hustletown supporters, you know, a part of the surge. And so uh, I was able to go to the game yesterday and I was there. And it was it was a blast. It was fun. But and, and so trying to understand, you know, comparing it to our our performances the last two seasons that I, I wasn't, you know, really a part of or, or got to see. Putting in, in that perspective, we are doing way better. I mean, still seventh place, uh, still currently in qualifications for the playoffs, and hopefully we can keep uh, trying to get results. Um, but especially that, that right winger spot. I mean, I, I feel like everybody can agree. We just we haven't seen enough from Baird or Pasher. And we just, they've had chances, especially Pasher, but he just hasn't put them away. And then Ferreira, we're still trying to get, I feel like we're still trying to get him fully unlocked. You know, we're still trying to see how we can service him the ball. You know, we saw this game, get the ball to his feet, takes a shot, he can score. But sometimes, like, when he, there was one pass where he was right outside the box, straight to his feet, and he just fumbles it sometimes. You can still see that he... Sometimes you, you give him the ball to his feet and he just kind of stumbles over it. Defenders there to make the tackle and, and, and they get it. And so I think especially for our attacking, defense has been pretty well this year. But, I mean, where, where, we, got, where, where we got killed in this game is, is our substitutions, in my opinion. Bringing off Vera, who's a very key player in our defense, he drops so deep that he's basically a third center back most of the time. And that really helps us out a lot, taking the pressure off. And so uh, having to sub him out, because uh, I, I saw him go down two times, and so I know he was having a problem with his leg. I don't know if it was a pulled muscle or uh, something like that. But, I mean, that was definitely killer. Bringing off Cantero, bringing off Memo. Memo did well this game, especially with his free kick. I know he did kind of kind of messed up that, that one clear chance he had. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, once and then I, I, I'm not sure I agree with the call to bring on Sam Yunquo right at the end and sub out Coco in the last minute. I don't really I didn't really see the need for that. I'm not sure if it was more of a frustration with Coco because he didn't mark his man. So just going to bring him off at the last minute. But uh, I felt like we should have kept him on and just made one last push with him because he's been one of our driving forces. Uh, moving. So, yeah. No, a lot a lot of good points right there, Brent. And thanks so much for joining, man. And glad to have you back as a Dynamo fan. <laughs> uh, share the, the spaces with your friends at the search. The more people we have here, the better, the more fun for everybody. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, it could be that he was just gassed and needed the, the, the sub at the end. Um but yeah, if if he wasn't, just let let him suck it up a little bit more. He uh he uh definitely one of the driving forces, like you said. 
Vera sub, I think it was more due to injury. Like you stated, there was two times where he was on the on the ground. Um, so it could be injury-related. Um, and, yes, I'm glad you noticed that as well. He's basically their third center back, and that's why that's why we feel forward to sending the wing backs pushing forward, right, because our two center backs spread wide, and then we have Vera in the middle defending. And I'm trying to see what else um, – what other points you had anything you want to uh add osg yeah i think that 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 sub was a uh, was just uh you know, hey dude you just messed up get off the field you're dead tired i should i should have subbed you earlier i'm sorry get off the field yeah that kind of sub for coco but yeah everything he said is is true is is all good and uh, you know we just got we just got to keep pushing and the subs some of the subs did hurt us and uh, we did make all five subs. You know, the junk one at the end didn't really didn't do anything, but Coco just get off the field there. But uh, I don't know, man. That, that's tough. All right. Roshan, welcome. What you got for us, buddy? Hey, well, while we let while we let Rashawn hop on here in a second, uh, I'll run through the lineup because we didn't we haven't set the lineup yet, really, just in case somebody missed it. But Clark in the goal, Lunk to the left, Bartlow got the start again with Starris still hurt and Teenage having the red card. So now Teenage is back, so we'll see him versus Austin. Uh, you did have Vera and Coco, of course, with Quintero the Cam, and then you also had Papa, uh, Seabass. And then the other one going to be uh, Pasher got to start on the right side. So that was the lineup. So, Rashawn, if, you, if you're ready to go, bro, you, you, you've got the mic. I guess not. Okay. Um, in terms of the memo free kick, Victor Araiza uh, from the striker. He covers the Dynamo. He's He quotes, uh, I believe, our head coach. They said that the bar checked it. We listened to their decision. I can do nothing else and believe in those people who are responsible when making their decisions. So this is uh, Paulo's statement in regards to that memo, memo free kick. Can I make a point to that? Please. To, to me, I, I understand, and, and a lot of people take the, the correct viewpoint of, I'm not a ref, you know, at the end of the day, it's like these people are trained, and, and we just have to hope that they are doing what they're taught. But, you know, a, along with the goal line technology, you know, that, that was, in my opinion, such a controversial, or what was clear to us, but what should have been controversial to the ref, it's like, you know, I know over in Europe, or at least in England, you know, they have like a, they have like a mini screen on the sideline that the main referee on the field can go and look at. And to me, it's unbelievable that we don't have something like that to where on the sideline, the ref can go check for himself instead of somebody up in the box office taking a look at it on the screen, which should be clear as day anyways. But that's that that's the point I wanted to make. 
Let's just yeah. forget that part and just bring in the goal line technology and the whistle goes off when the ball crosses the line, period. There's no replay. There's no video replay. It, it happened. It's a goal. We needed that yesterday. And I think we do have the screen because I remember seeing it in an MLS game. But, yeah, the goal line technology to me is like the watch that the, that the ref wears where when the ball crosses the line. It notifies the ref. But anyways, you're right. We need it, and uh, hopefully they address that. Okay, we got our man with Kevin De Bruyne as his profile picture. Uh, I just have a question. What, what got? league are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Major League Soccer, Houston Dynamo versus FC Dallas. Where, uh, it's in America? Yes, sir. Oh, you, you have soccer? Yes, That's sir. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. That's funny. All right. Uh, what other points you want to touch, OSG? Hey, yeah. When we were, since we were, were talking about Memo there for a minute, uh, you know, Memo had that the that chance before, uh, before Dallas. I think it was the 83rd minute. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Before yeah. Dallas got that goal, and he had that chance and. I feel like so far every season, every breakaway that we've had, and I'll consider that a breakaway because he just had to make a touch and then he could have finished. We Our first touch has been horrible, so where it puts us in a bad situation and then they can't freaking finish. So that was, you know, dang, it's, it's the opportunities, pass your five yards in front of the goal, memo in the post on the free yard. Not, yeah, not even hit the net next time, not the post. And uh, Yeah, go ahead, man. No, just just uh, expanding on that. I'm glad you brought that up. That that should have been two nil, and we're not having to worry about this, you know. Because I feel like after minute seventy, we kind of not welcome, but essentially we were defending for our lives, you know. Um, you can see the goal come. Uh, when the one one came, I thought it was deflating, but I thought the game would end one one. Uh, but at the same time, the the commentators from Univision, they were saying as a joke, hopefully there's not a lot of uh, added time for the Dynamo or else they're going to get scored on again. So you you could just feel it, and unfortunately it happened. But Memo should have buried that. That should have been 2-0 and not having to worry about this. You're right. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Roshan, are you are you back? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm just driving for the Dash game, in fact. Oh, very that's, nice. That, that's why I wasn't sorry for that. Not connected immediately. Be careful. Yeah, thank you for joining us. What you got for sure. us? No, I was uh, traveling yesterday on my car. The weather was good. There was not like sun burning weather. And uh, I'm glad that we supported, uh, in fact, during the warm up, like a whole 15 minutes. That's kind of definitely charged. Uh, the team for the first time, as you was, some of you guys saying, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, first time, they really been energetic, always good. I thought we maybe score second and maybe we have a game. Unfortunately, like just pointing out, Memo didn't get that on the 83rd minute. You say, uh, and uh, yeah, on the first touch like Sebas and the Memo, yeah, that, and a few other guys maybe. The perfect ones, I think, will have a good first touch 
maybe like Darwin Quintero and Karaskia. Karaskia played very well in defense, I noticed, you know, from the 132 section. And, uh, yeah, just uh, like uh, when they got a draw, we, we thought maybe we could defend, you know, well and have at the point at least. That's what I felt like, okay, we do one, we just done one one and we go back to Houston with this, but unfortunately not even that one. So, and that was, yeah, not like was a great mood to return uh, to be to be back, but that's okay. I mean, it felt much better than we went back from Austin, let's say, last season. That's for sure. Because of the whole, I guess. That's what I want to say. I don't know what, if I remember something else, I'll tell you. Thank you, Roshan. OZ, you want to touch on his points? Thank you, and, and be careful on the way to the stadium. That's Sean, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, quick on the, the supporters section. Yeah, they were there, I think, an hour before, so getting in the stadium pretty early. So, you know, the, the Dynamo definitely acknowledged that the, the fans were there. And I know what I, I want to say they said hi before uh, the national anthem to us and all that good stuff they definitely saw us there and i know the dallas fans heard us there so i know their dang little mascot came over and he, he, he tried to tell him to get us out of there you know he didn't want to hear it but you know he had to hear it so that was fun uh, uh but as far as uh defensively yeah man everybody played well as a, individually defensively and as a friggin' unit uh, I, I, I'm just I'm happy with what Nagamore is putting together as a defensive unit, and I love that the boys, even the the ones that we've had from last year, sitting in the bottom of the the bottom of the barrel for the past two years and the past nine years altogether total, where nothing's happening, but they're playing as a friggin' unit. And they're playing so smart. It looks like their soccer IQ has has increased so much from last season to this season with the the players that we kept over and. I'm just loving how, as a unit, the, the boys are playing hard. They're they're giving all they got, and you know, eat the individuals are fighting. They're getting out there. They're 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 going for those yellow cards when they have to, and making those freaking saves. And everybody is just as a unit holding it down and forever oranging it out there, man. But yeah, we're excited. Small comment I remember now. Uh, this field, for some reason, it was quite wet. I mean, I've seen that our guys been tripping left and right, like in a. So I, I don't know why, why is, why is that tripping off, happening? Like six times, maybe eight times. I noticed. Just a side fact. Well, you know, being at the field so much now, you notice them when they're watering the field so much and. And they and they're told to water it before and at halftime and so I, I don't know if it's just because they're keeping it so wet and it's damp it's not you know it's not drying because it hasn't been hot enough yet uh, or they're just I don't I don't know maybe the practice field is a different material they're just not used to playing on that material that I don't know it's it's ridiculous how many times they're losing footing their 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 feet are moving too quick for their mind it's hilarious <laughs> right.
Hey guys, can I make a point? Yeah, man, you, you got the mic. All right, cool. Hey, so if if you look at their first goal, uh, it was Franco Hara, I believe. Uh, this dude, I, I didn't even know that he's the leading scorer for Pachuca historically. I was like, what the hell? But anyway, so two years ago when he came in uh, from Pachuca, I believe he was the high, still the highest paid for Dallas currently, I believe. So because he was competing with Pepe, he got his uh, his time on the field cut short because you know Pepe was doing so good. He was like the phenom, and so I saw an interview where they where he they asked him, you know, was was the deal? He only scored seven goals the last two seasons per season. And he said, "Well, this this is the year that I'm gonna, you know, prove myself. And and, and you no, know, Pepe's gone. I need to, you know, make it happen. So the reason why I mentioned that is because he came in as a sub, I believe, like maybe in the seventieth minute or so. And you could feel right then that he kind of changed the. I mean, be, being that he's old, he's thirty three, I think." He, the what he brings to the field, I guess, the presence. Uh, he changed the the atmosphere for them in the offensive uh, on the offense side, and that goal basically changed the the momentum for them. And well, took our like I said, the oxygen out of us. But the reason why I mentioned that is because it's good to have a you're not gonna have an expensive player just sitting there, but. Houston, I think still we still have that issue with not having a center mid that can be, you know, I keep I keep mentioning uh, what's name, uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Palomino. Uh, at some point, I think we're gonna have to kind of slowly introduce him in there. I'm kind of disappointed that he's not getting minutes, but I at the same time understand we we're, we're trying to get uh, stay in the playoff contention without having to risk so much, but. At some point, I mean, when when uh, what his name uh, Quintero is out, uh, if he's gonna be out for some time, you you have to throw him in there because he uh, he is the future at least until we get somebody proven, I guess. Uh, and Acha Acha will come in, but he's a he's a uh, what do you call it a holding mid, I believe. So I don't know. We might have to upgrade that position or let Palomino in, I believe. Yeah, to, to touch on that, it's it's hard to looking at it looking at it from Nagamora's perspective. It's probably hard to bring Palomino in right now to to where you can't start him and you can't promise him minutes during the, during that game because you don't know who, what subs you're going to use. And so right now he's the captain for Donadose and he's playing ninety minute ninety minute games and he's staying fresh. And uh, I believe he is. He's he's Contero's replacement, but at the same time you have Memo Rodriguez right now who who used to play that, who plays that position. So when Carol Cantero comes off, Memo goes in. So, you know, you're, you're, you're telling Memo that you're bringing Palomino in and he starts getting playing time over Memo. And, you know, what are you telling Memo? So now that, that's a, that's we should a tell him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. We should tell him that his time is up as far as like being a starter, because honestly, we give him enough chances to prove and, since uh, what his name uh, Ellis left, he kind of, in some ways, I think he kind of helped him out a lot. Maybe cover his uh, his uh, his weaknesses, I guess, on the field. 
And since he left, he's not he's not the same. He's not consistent. And I know you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but at the end of the day, the teams that win championships, I mean, if you look at Liverpool, they're not afraid of pulling even the captain, Henderson, sometimes he's not in there. I'm sure he probably has a problem with not playing every game starting, but the coach has a, a philosophy that if you can help me win, I'm going to put you in there. I'm going to keep you in there. And if somebody else can prove that they're they're in a better moment than you are, then we're gonna we're gonna make the switch. And I think I'm not saying we're not we're in that level, but at some point we have to start thinking: Are you the answer, or are you just another player? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I mean, the, yeah, the coach he doesn't need to worry about people's feelings. You know, it's okay. Just do it. But at the same time, you do have to keep morale up in the locker room, and and memo's part of that 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 team leading morale whenever you know the team is together as a unit so he i think he's one of those one of those leaders so you know kind of goes both ways but yeah i i get what you're saying too at the same time but you know so he you know and, and as far as when hh comes we we think he's taking we don't we we don't know what the heck's going to happen because the position he plays you think he's going to take uh, Vera spot if Coco stays and you have Coco and HH and then what do you have a uh, Contero starting in the camp so unless you just start rotating those four guys in and out every game and you, you don't know what you're going to get but uh, that's uh, and if Coco doesn't stay then that's an easy one it's Vera HH and, and Contero so but come on what you got no I I think when uh, Achi Achi comes, it's going to be Vera who gives up his spot uh, for Darwin and uh, to, to remain in the camp. Now, for me personally, the biggest takeaway from this game is that we competed right until the 70th minute. That's when everything went downhill, right? And it's because we, we basically had two of our three midfielders gone, you know, and we know that they're, they're vital. So to me, uh, the optimism, the, the, the reason I'm optimistic is because we can compete with these type of teams, right? For me, this was a test. Um, obviously, we need more depth. Um, the subs were, were not up to par. Um, we Memo, okay, hell of a game yesterday. Hell of a game. But to me, he does not fill that, that role. But he's being asked to because we have no one else. Um, to me, what I want to know news of is how significant are Beras and uh, Darwin's injury. That's that's going to be the um, biggest takeaway because if, if we lost and they're okay, okay, the loss doesn't feel as bad. But if Darwin or Beras are hurt, then it's going to stain a little bit more for sure. Oh, definitely. We're going to we'll, we'll feel that in the starting lineup if both of those are, are missing for sure because we, we definitely know what it what it looks like from the start when it's Seren and Mimbo and somebody else and if Carol is hurt then here's Palomino's chance to definitely be on the bench and look for some playing time and uh you know I don't know you know, some uh maybe Castilla can get a get a call up and get some playing time during the injuries uh, you know somebody uh, keeping tabs he can he, he's he's ready to see Avila come on up. He's that dude freaking tearing it up on down a dose, and you know uh, he's can he play up top and, and 
Bears or passers position and get some playing time up there and let, let's see him how he does on the first team. But I don't know. It's still early for Nagamore, so he's, he's still got a lot of decisions to make. And he's, I'm, I'm sure as the season goes, we'll start seeing some triggers that were pulled. And uh, you know, right now we can pretty much predict our lineup, but we we still want to see Zeka over Dorsey and get a real defending attacking defender on that side instead of just a winger transplant trying to defend. Bro, I I will play you devil's advocate because I've really been impressed how well it is Dorsey, right? Number 25? Yeah, Dorsey's been getting the right back and I'm not shooting the man down at all. I'll let you get your opinion. He's just, he's just He's trans. He's a transplant defender. You know, a right winger playing right back. Like he, to me, he looks good. He looks solid as a right back. Um, he's not gonna go all the way up, but he can combine well on the right side, giving goals, get the ball out of trouble, done well defending. Personally, I know we're all excited about Seca. I wouldn't bench Dorsey. He's doing his job. He's doing good. I, I don't see no reason to bench him. And Seca, yeah, he goes forward a lot, but he hasn't shown me, oh, my God, I, I got a must-start this man over Dorsey. That's my opinion. No, you're, you're right, but you just – us, you know, just – I don't know, looking at it from the – that watching the individuals play, you're right. You can't knock Dorsey. He, this first two games of the season, he started off slow, and we questioned it. And then from here on out, he, he's been a stud. And uh, you haven't seen anything that's really shot up when we're talking about the defense and coming up against Dorsey. So Dorsey, he's bringing it, and he's he's doing he's doing well. And uh, you know he he's he's not that great of an attacker, but he, he can get his he can get his crosses off. But when you watch Zeka come in. Zeka is—he's—he's he's got burst of speed. He's with that quickness and the agility on his feet, and he, he just looks—he he gets more engaged when he's defending than Dorsey does. Dorsey does a lot of more, a lot more containing. Zeka does a lot more. He'll press you a lot more than than contain and try to force that ball out out from under your feet. And and when he's attacking, he—he just—he's making those runs and those giving goes. His crosses don't look bad either. So he, you know you're. I, I think you can tell Zeke is the better player and probably will fit into that formation better. But yeah, you're right. How do you pull Dorsey? I don't know. So at some point, maybe he's just going to have to flip them back and forth and give Zeke a start, give Dorsey a start, give Zeke a start, give Dorsey a start. Let's do a round table. Those who have the mic. Marlon, you start Dorsey next game, yes or no? Dude, anybody can pop up and just say yes or no. Does Dorsey start over Zeka? Yeah. Anybody with a mic? Yes. Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said, dude, it's pretty easy. How do you how do you, how do you pull Dorsey? You don't. You don't. Just so I mean, Dorsey, Dorsey, it is. And like I said, I'm not knocking the man. He's been doing everything he's supposed to do. So I'm just looking at it deeper, I guess. I think if he if he does well in uh, against uh, San Antonio, because he's gonna start that game, uh, Seca. Um, if he does well in that game, then then yeah, you you put those performances like okay, 
but we just want to see what the hell he has, you know? Um, so that's why we're saying, yeah, let's start him. You know, it's not like, in my opinion, it's not like Dorsey has done bad. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us, man. What you, what you got for us? Guess, guess the mic's not working. By the way, oh, I wanted to add that uh, Hadebe was out this game, so that kind of, to me, felt because he makes a difference, you know, in each Hadebe. So that's an interesting point. I don't think I don't think uh, because we, it, 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 I felt like we were vulnerable in set pieces, and if Hadebe is there. I don't think that's the case. I think that's an excellent point that we need to bring up that Hadiri would have made the difference uh, yesterday in the in the back line for sure. I agree with that, Roshan. Good point. Hey guys, one more point. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt, but uh, I would pick right now uh, Dorsey because the mentality of the coach is to maintain his team in a competitive uh, stance. Uh, now, once the team, let's say the team gets a lead, uh, let's say we do it like we're in the third, fourth spot in the Western Conference, I think he, he will have more leeway to let Seca come in and uh, get more minutes and kind of establish himself. I I think Dorsey is a more defensive. We trust him to, to be a defensive guy more than offensive guy. So if he can keep us in the game, I think that's what we ask from him uh, in that position. Uh, uh, Lundquist can go, it seems to have more freedom to run. I mean, I like that he made that pass to uh, Ferreira. He, he got that assist, uh, that cross, that was really nice. I mean, he put it right where Ferreira just uh, put it down and just you know took a shot. So to me, as long as Dorsey can keep us, uh, like you guys said, uh, on a defensive, mentality team to give the the offense the midfielders a chance to attack without worrying so much about you know having a weakness in the back uh i think once uh seca gets established i think he he will have to be more he will be more dangerous in that in the, in the offensive side yeah that's that's but you're right your your point is 100 percent you can't you, you, you can't pull Dorsey. Dorsey hasn't done nothing wrong and hasn't has performed. He's, he's been doing it at practice, I'm sure. So you're ready. He, uh, he can't pull him. So, but Zeka on the offense, you know, you can get a little more out of him. So that's that's what I'm saying. Then you know, Nagamore, he's gonna have to insert Zeka at some point, or or he's just gonna have to play that role where he's secretly he's gonna have to. <laughs> Dorsey starts seeing himself on the bench more often. I I don't know how you work it, but. Yeah, Nagamura will figure it out, and uh, we, you know uh, we'll just we'll just move on, and we'll talk about it every week. Any other point you want to bring up from yesterday, OSG? Oh hell yeah, because you know we went we had two games yesterday, right, y'all? No, it was a double dip. So the the supporter section, the bus was told they had to go. So unfortunately, the supporters didn't get to stick around, even though they they, they I know they wanted to. Uh, so, but for there was there was quite a few fans that did stick around, so you could pick them out in the in the van there. And not too many Dallas people stayed, so it kind of looked like it was just an empty stadium. 
all of us Houston fans there. But, uh, you know, down a dose with a 3-2 win, which was a class of Titans yesterday. You know, we're missing four players due to the call-ups to the U19 and U20 men's national teams. And so, you know, the the boys, they performed pretty well. And North Texas, give them credit, they fought too. And I think everybody knew that going into it. And it ended up being a 3-2 win for down a dose. They're five and zero, and they're undefeated. So that was that was huge, and that was fun to get to see them uh, two weeks in a row. Tell us, tell us more about the game for those of us that that stay. Yeah, man, it was a. Uh, you know, by the end of the day, it had been going on long. So I, I, I just, you know, it's uh Kind of knows how they go first. The North Texas was playing, but it was a back and forth game, back and forth game. And um, if the replay's still up, or I don't know if it is on MLS Next Pro, man, y'all y'all should just go watch that game if y'all haven't haven't had a chance to watch it. it it's fun, and Dynados play the same style that Nagamore is trying to have the Dynamo play. So it's it's just fun kind of watching the two mirrors and watching the boys. And they looked good in all black yesterday playing against Dallas. And uh, they got to celebrate. They, you know, they had fun. And it was a, another great experience. I mean, I wish we could get some more double headers or some or the Dynamo and the Dynados closer together. But I think that's going to be it for a while. And we're back to Avila. Uh, stadium or Avia Stadium. Yeah, those kits look fire, man. They look good. But yeah, Avia Stadium. It's a nice little, nice little stadium. Honestly, I think a rugby team for Houston plays there too. So nice, nice little venue they got. But uh, I, I, I also think uh, like if you if you put Dynados before the Dynamo game, I think you'll get a lot of people in the second half of those games and uh that'll be that'll be nice uh more attendance for sure in my opinion dude i agree you i think you said that last week too and that I, that would be just so smart put down to those first you know and if people get there early to like like most people do to attend the dynamo game then they get to see at least a whole half of down the other day when we played them second everybody left the stadium and only those that we're sticking around for the second game, stuck around for the second game. So it kind of, it, it bleeded out and it was just, but so your idea, I'm sure they've thought about it. Don't know why they did it that way, but it would make sense. There'd be more people and people would be getting excited. And then maybe they'll even show up earlier next time and watch both frigging games. But dude, yeah, you, you had that on the nose last week. I think it was. Hey Hunter, man, we sent you the mic, bro. Cause I know you need, I know you want to get in, but Anybody that has the mic that want to bring up points, you're more than welcome to as well. And you know, on the while we while we wait for anybody else to speak up, uh, you know, you guys, y'all have the mic, and we allow y'all to have the mic. And this, like Herman, and he says it better. So, you know, Herman, tell the tell the people what the space is and what it's for, and uh, you know, and this this is their place, and they get to talk when they want to talk. Right, so OSG, Somos, uh, we, we created this space basically to have our opinions heard, right? So um, chime in, let your let your voice be heard. Uh, just a place for us to interact and 
sometimes bands and sometimes come together to celebrate wins and you know just to just to uh i know sometimes we vent to our girlfriends or wives or spouses and they don't want to hear it so this is a good place to do it with the boys um but yeah no this is this was created for you so the more we interact the better and speaking of that hunter thank you for joining us what you got brother yeah hey how you guys hope you're doing well um yeah uh, i missed the beginning of this i'm sure you guys have been over the Dallas result a decent bit but ultimately super disappointing result I think the way that we played we definitely deserved a point and um I think I'm sure the everything I saw on Dynamo uh social media everybody commenting was about the missed memo free kick that everybody was pretty sure was in my side of it is that I don't think it was definitive from the angle that we got however we also never saw the angle from the goal line camera. And if that wasn't there at the game, then that I think is a huge mistake on MLS or FC Dallas or whoever's in is responsible for having that because unless VAR had access to something that we didn't, in which case, if there's controversy, they should just release that and let us know. And then it's all good. But um, hey, Hunter, real quick before you continue, we had goal line technology. It was sitting in the supporter section where all the Houston Dynamo was because we were yeah. directly in the line of sight for that. When that ball hit that hit inside that line, I guarantee you all, well, 250 of us that were there said that was a goal and saw it from yeah. that, that line of sight. We were the goal line technology, and the VAR didn't let, accept our answer. Yeah, and it's a it's a bummer. It's like it's one of those things where I think. Hey, at that point, if it's 2-0, it's like that could be enough that we get momentum and we kill it off. It could have just made Dallas roar back even earlier. Like, who knows? It's kind of one of those impossible hypotheticals to play of, like, you don't know how the game would have been affected at that point. Obviously, we want more goals. So that would have been nice. But um, happy to see Ferreira finally get a little bit of service and get a, get a ball in the back of the net. So happy with that. But ultimately, I think it was, hey, Knox to Quintero and then – it was Karaskia coming off a little bit later, right, for uh, Saran. No, uh, Vera, sorry, not Karaskia, but I know he comes off eventually. But, yeah, Vera coming off with uh, a little injury, too. I think that really affected the game more than anything. And I think if we were able to keep Quintero on until about the 75th like we had been, we could have pegged on another goal. Um, and I, I think that would have been really nice. Like, ultimately, I don't think – outside of maybe sitting a bit deep for the last little bit. I don't have major complaints with how we played. I think Fafa on that last goal is really bizarre. The little flick on he gets on the head there. Like uh, he just kind of bends down and kind of just like he doesn't make a huge effort to like put it really high, put it wide, just anything. He kind of like sets them up perfectly for the last goal. That's like a really bizarre choice. Obviously, I know he doesn't do it intentionally, but it, it didn't seem like a very – well-educated uh, decision to make there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, even if we get away and it's a draw there, I think that's a fair enough result, especially on the road. Losing everything just feels, like, a bit harsh considering how we played and how we were in control of it the entire time. Yeah, we, we, we touched on it earlier how, you know, Seabass finally got it and, you know, we just need to focus more on getting him more direct direct passes instead of trying to just put the ball in the box and find him but look for him more visually and 
yeah, we, we talked about if the, the injuries could hurt us and what, what's what's our next move forward as far as uh, the, the lineup goes. And we're, you know, we're, we're hoping that we'll, we'll probably get an injury report tomorrow because Dynamo will have to report to practice. So we will hear something because they, they have to practice or either they don't practice. So uh, we're curious to see that injury report or just the, the rumors of what's wrong with them. But hopefully it's just a tweak for both of them and they're, They'll be good to go so we can keep on going and looking for this promise. Uh, you know, and as far as stats went, the possession was exactly 50-50, which I, I think we kind of expected with the way that both teams played. And they definitely outshot us. They had not, they had 14 shots, but nine friggin' shots on, tar- uh, shots on target, which why uh, Steve Clark was a highlight at the beginning of this show. And He we, was incredible. We, he was amazing. <laughs> that man, but... Yeah, we, we definitely we critiqued the couple the, the goals that we gave up and you know why we gave them up. But yeah, man, it was a uh, definitely something to look forward to and keep going, bro. Well, and we I know we had even off the last game talked about getting the the outside backs were more involved with Lungfist or Griffin getting down the line a little bit more and getting service in, and then the service for Ferreira comes off Lungfist getting ahead and uh, a weird couple mix-ups. I think it was early in the. I think it was early in the game. I might be wrong, but where people were playing in the spaces expecting overlaps and people weren't there. And like, it seemed like, I don't know if new ideas are being introduced and some people are there and some people aren't, but I I do think like that's a key to success is like, let's get those guys in. Cause what we had talked about last week was when you got Fafa and and Pasher on their weak foot, they're less likely to get those crosses in early. So we need our outside backs like overlapping and, I think they're doing a decent job with that. Like, it, outside of the goal that we got off Ferreira, like I don't remember any other like remarkable service. But still, if you're getting chances in the box that way, like you're giving us a decent chance. So, yeah, all that was pretty good. I think my biggest disappointment. I've been a huge like Palomino advocate here. Is we got him on the bench. Quintero goes down. I think it would have been like kind of a trial by fire to throw him in and give him a whole half of soccer straight away. But I think he's the closest thing we've got to a Quintero replacement sitting on the bench i would have loved again if i mean if quintero could have gone to the 75th minute i think we might have seen palomino um especially if the game was tied or something like that at that point but bummed that he had to he gets he comes and sits on the bench and misses a game with dynamo does because of it like that was kind of a bummer but yeah overall i i don't think horrible um i just think tough result to swallow overall Agreed. It's it's tough. Uh, it's tough, especially because we gave it up so quickly, right? Um, but uh, so quickly and so late, and so late, yeah. But I'm I'm still encouraged. I just hope that the injuries aren't severe. Uh, I did bookmark a couple of our friends from the group chat in Chala, uh, and I'll read some of them, and I put them here in the space. Uh, El Bupas, he's a shy guy, but. Uh, I'll read his tweet and then I'll give you the the, the, the mic, Brent. Um, so he's a shy guy, but I, I got his tweet, which I agree wholeheartedly with. Subs cost us the match. Paulo has to take the blame on this one. Uh, the referees need to be removed from MLS officiating. LOL. Uh, big mistakes from the ref cost us the win. Um, absolute capitulation from the team. Um, so yeah, just want to share Bupa's thoughts on it because I know he's a little shy, but that's okay, and I agree. Okay, Brent, what you got for us, man? So I just I wanted to 
pose a question out there for you guys. Speaking of substitutions, um, I want I want to know does every does anyone how does everybody feel about Thor and his performance as a substitution for Ferreira? Do we feel like he's been lacking, or do we feel like he's he's been doing what he needs to do on the field coming on as a substitute? I think that's a great question, and I'm going to give you my answer, and then I'll let everybody chime in. So Thor is interesting because he's a little different from Ferreira, and he's a rookie, so we don't expect a lot from him, right? And also, when he was being subbed on in place of Ferreira, Ferreira wasn't scoring. So then Thor shows some signs of, some flashes where he could get open using his speed and agility and and make the attack seem more dangerous. Um, to me, that's the only backup striker we have, so that's why we're putting him out there. Um, don't, that, that's my opinion. I still take uh, Sebas over him, but we at that, at that point in time, there was a lot of fans who were calling for Thor to start. Um, but yeah, what you got, OSG, or anybody else that wants to chime in? Yeah, man, with Thor, uh, as far as uh, the question he asked, uh, I think Thor, for the amount of time he's getting to play, and I, I think the nobody expected him to probably have this much playing time that he has been getting coming off the bench, but he's been doing this job. He's been, uh, he hasn't really had much time to get involved in the games because he's coming in with less than 15 minutes, so you know you don't get too many opportunities. But you, you see some sparks out of him, and you see some opportunities that he's getting close. And at one point, it's like who's going to score first? You know, Seabass or Thor off the bench. But uh, you know, it, it's definitely stick with Seabass. And I, I like when Thor comes in because he brings a different aspect to the game. So it's okay to sub Seabass off. I'd like to see some point where maybe you sub Quintero off and put in uh, Thor in that cam since the way Quintero plays is so high, it's like a 4-4-1-1. Uh, so, what, what you know, maybe Thor could fit in that position and him and Seabass kind of, they work together as forwards. And I, I kind of see that might be very encouraging and I would love to see how those two play off each other. That's what I, I early. I think it was either his first or second appearance, maybe both. He actually came on for a winger um, and was playing up top more with Sebas. And I think like the thing I I like his movement. I like his physicality. I think he could be a handful. He, him, and Ferreira both I think have struggled in the build up play in the hold up game. Like I don't think either one of them have been that. And I nothing about Thor like says to me oh he's definitely a center forward i know that's where he played in college but nothing about his game says that that's where he has to be for us um and i i would be interested to see am i wrong in thinking he's left footed he is left footed right i know he tried to finish a couple with that and, um i think he's left with it yeah but um anyways I, I know he can at least use it I would like to see them if they're going to pull pass or late or something like that. Is like, can you throw Thor on the left, move Fafo on the right, get some more service into Ferrero on their dominant foot? And then, I mean, even if you're going to bring somebody like Baird in late, it's like, if I remember correctly as well, like he saw some time at center forward when he was at like Salt Lake previously or somewhere like LA. So I'm not the biggest like Baird advocate, although I do think he's been better in the last couple of games when he's coming on playing tired legs. And in preseason, he showed a knack for 
being in the right space and getting little tap-ins and finishing. I don't think his service has been really that great. Can he go central and keep Thor out wide maybe and let them run that way for a little bit? But I don't know. I do think it, there is part of it where it's like we're still growing and we're still building and it's going to take some time for people to understand things, which we were talking about with Ferreira and Hey, we've at least seen some goals at this point. So, I mean, Thor could be the same thing. Like, we don't want to completely just give up and say he can't be a striker at this point. Like, I think he he has he has abilities. He can do that. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't seem like it's been 100% natural for him in the way that we're playing. So, might be worth trying something else as well. Might still be – might must still be early for him. It's just it's, uh, – you know, he's not he, – he's getting – what, what four or five appearances so far but he's not getting a lot of playing time so uh, during practice I, I hear he, he looks well in practice and he's finishing in practice but when it comes to game time he's you know again he's not getting enough time to get out there and really show his skills and especially when Houston plays possessive and plays defensively it, you know we don't we don't we don't make too many attacking creative chances so Thor still has a lot to prove, but I think he's doing it more at practice right now, and and Nagamora sees the the potential in him. And again, he is our only choice besides Bear can play center forward, but I don't know if we want to see him up there to to do that, or they're not looking at him at practice like that. But it is interesting. But I, I would like to see the 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 two forward aspect or or maybe thor just play in the cam position and uh experiment with that i know they can do that at practice so come on man nagamore if you're listening put thor in contero's spot if contero's out with an injury i i do think you're also like you have to look at a certain point of papa and doy from houston dynamo too that i know when we watched the preseason game he was in. It was like, I, I thought he was a little legitimate shot to sign straight to the first team. And I think it's going to do him a lot of good to play with Dynamo too. But does Papa and Doy play more naturally in that striker position? And then Thor comes on, like, I mean, let those two guys, like they could run teams to death late in the game. So I'd love to see him get a shot at some point as well. Don't hold me to this at all. I can I can ask somebody and then uh, just tweet it later because I have a, a an ex pro connection. But I want to say Papa Indoy cannot play on the first team this year due to something with his contract or his or his homegrown or something like that. So he's he's going to have to stay with Donatos Donatos the whole season. And I, I'm I, sure I know we'll that's the case for Brooklyn. Year. That's the case for Brooklyn Reigns for sure. So I don't know if that's also Indoy, but if he's on a similar thing where for him to count as a homegrown, he's got to spend a year with us. It could be the same thing, but I know right. for sure Reigns is in that situation, which is a bummer because he looks good too. Maybe it was Reigns that this person was telling me about, but I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll confirm it, and if it if it's true, I'll, I'll I'll post a tweet out there and say like, hey, you know, Indoy in the future next season but yeah I'll, I'll look into it but man as a you know as far as the like the, the game you know we have a austin next weekend at five that not five thirty friggin 12 30 saturday start y'all so i hope everybody's ready for that make sure y'all get those butts up early I know Serge will be at pitch 25 three hours earlier to kick off. So, man, y'all come by pitch 25 and, and say what's up. 
I think the other supporters are in lot C. If y'all are over there, go by and say what's up to them. You know, guys, otherwise, you know, we'll see you there. We need everybody in this stadium, even though it's a 1230 start. We need everybody there. Put as much people because Austin is bringing a good amount of people with them. And we need to make sure that we can't hear them. And then Dynamo need to perform, which I have no doubt in. And we're going to get that dub. Bring it on. And in anticipation of that game, Analytics podcast, we're going to uh, speak with We Are Austin TV in, in, in anticipation of that. So any questions y'all want to ask, hit us up on the uh, podcast Twitter or send questions to OSG. Uh, but yeah, man, give, give us a follow. Uh, we're on Spotify. And uh, like, like OSG said, if you can make it out there, uh, let, let's go to the stadium and hopefully we, we uh, come across each other. I know we, we met a couple of y'all, Marlon for sure, Chris, um, Adago we met. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's, it, it's fun uh, seeing y'all out there as well. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we uh, are our, our weekday guests that we're going to do on Tuesday night this week. So we'll get the recording, the recording out on Tuesday night, hopefully is with we are austin tv so we're gonna get we're gonna get a little insight into austin uh i know that's gonna give some people some chills and some uh just even here in austin fans but uh it's gonna be fun uh, it's it's gonna be a blast we're gonna get we're gonna get to to hear about some some aspects from their end of it and talk about their their atmosphere that they, they get to be involved in and so it's going to be fun, but y'all look for that on Tuesday night. But, of course, if you're following Dynalytics, you'll see it when we post it. But otherwise, guys, I think I think we still have a lot to look forward to with Houston. Thanks, guys. Yeah, nothing nothing from that that, uh, that game that makes me like, oh, we no, – nothing's making me downbeat on uh, the future of the team or anything based on that. I think we – perform well so it's just just a bad result we move on and uh yeah looking forward to it good luck to the dash they kick off in like 20 minutes well good perfect timing is here pretty soon i'll go in and i'll make sure i turn that game on and and you guys hey it looks like austin's coming in to houston in first place in the west so let's make sure that when they are on their bus back home to austin that they're throwing up in the aisleways because they're sick of the loss they just took from us next week so guys make sure everybody go get their tickets if you can't get tickets make sure y'all go to those social medias who are offering tickets and go try to get your giveaways uh otherwise if you're a supporter sometimes there's tickets out there that that the other supporters are giving away so man if anybody ever needs tickets y'all just mention it and find out what's going on i'm sure tickets can be gotten so fill the stadium we need twenty thousand or however many we hold let's go y'all Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a place. Let them know, Houston Dynamo. Oh, Houston Dynamo. Oh, Houston Dynamo. Hey, let's hate for lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a place. Let them